Welcome to the Tour Junkies podcast from the Northern Trust 2019. We're going to get this episode started with an interview with our friend Steve Elkington, PGA Tour professional, former 1995 PGA Tour champion, uh, won the Players' Championship twice, 10 PGA Tour victories, founder of Secret Golf and the Strokes Game Tour app. We're going to tell you about a listener contest with Elkington that we want to have. It's good stuff. Be sure and listen to that. He also tells you about a topless chick at a golf tournament that he was at. An incredible quote from Bob Golby, our namesake of our squirrel mascot. Thoughts, his thoughts on Tiger Woods, Bryson DeChambeau, and Brooks Kepka, and what the legalized betting legislation is doing for the uh, the PGA Tour. As as you know, Elkington is often unfiltered. It's a great interview. We're going to start the podcast with that, and then we're going to get into our breakdown for the Northern Trust Open. The Elk interview goes about 45 minutes. It's great stuff. You don't want to miss it. This podcast is presented to you by our friends at FanshareSports.com. As you know, that's where we go for all of our GPP tournament DFS insight, whether it's golf or the NFL, Fanshare Sports curates all the content for you and tells you who's getting talked up and who's not, as well as they have tons of tools on their website, FanshareSports.com. And you can join today using promo code TOURJUNKIES for 20% off any weekly, monthly, or annual membership. FanshareSports.com, promo code TOURJUNKIES. Get yourself that 20% off. And enjoy the podcast for the Northern Trust. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Tour Junkies podcast. This is a jam-packed edition, and we've got on the line a special guest, a guy who knows a thing or two. He's been around the PGA Tour for decades, probably longer than you've been alive. And he's a stud. Uh, he's a stud player. He's a stud businessman, entrepreneur. We get to listen to his sweet-ass accent all the time as he's an Australian. We love our Aussies. He's the 95 PGA champion. He's won the players twice, 10 PGA Tour victories, and I hope all that's right, and the founder of Secret Golf and SG Tour, which you're going to learn a little bit about later, and it's going to be a good time. We're going to give you a way to interact with our guests and, of course, your Tour Junkies buddies right here, DB and Pat, on the gambling front. But before that, ladies and gentlemen, Steve Elkington. Hey guys, I was. Uh, <clears throat> I don't think I'm near as famous as you are uh, because I was watching JT Poston, who's kind of a tour junkie's favorite, and I was seeing some. <clears throat> I was seeing some uh, some Twitter feed with some guys wearing your gear while he was yeah. coming down the stretch the other day. So that was pretty cool. Man, and Aaron, we love JT. Aaron, uh, of course, I don't know you guys very well, but I know. Through you, of course, Diane Knox, who's the voice of Secret Golf, mm-hmm. is uh, she hangs with uh, Aaron, Big Aaron. Um, <laughs> caddied yesterday, put some money in his pocket too yesterday. Man, it was a lot of fun to watch. I know you're proud as uh, as JT's a, a Secret Golf guy. Um, we we had JT posted on the show. Was that last year, Pat? Was it last year or two years ago? I think it was two years ago. It was two years ago. Oh, maybe not quite. Anyway, we had JT on the show. Great dude. And, of course, Aaron Fleener, who, you know, is just hilarious. But now, here's the thing, Elk. We had had Aaron on the show a few weeks back, like, just to interview him. But then last week, Pat was on vacation, right? And so I had Aaron fill in as my co-host. And then he gets the TJ bump, and his boy goes out and wins, uh, you know, 
wins the Wyndham. So it was a pretty big week. Big week. Front. Huge, huge week, mate. Uh, of course, <laughs> you know, yesterday, um, no bogeys. I mean, I was texting. The whole so, week. Yeah. So when, a lot of people don't know this about Secret Golf. I started Secret Golf years ago, and we'll get into that, but that's no big deal. But I, the only way you get on the Secret Golf staff is if I, if I pick someone or if I have someone that's on my staff. <clears throat> excuse me, I have 33 tour players now. The only way you get another player on is it has to be invited by someone already. So I had Patrick Patton Kazaya, who Jason yeah. Duffner from Auburn. Duffner was one of my first guys, and he gave me Patton Kazaya, and he said, Elk, I'm going to tell you, this guy's going to win tournaments. Patton Kazaya, this guy's. I said, well, I've never heard of him. I don't know who he is. <laughs> and he said, he said, so we got Patton Kazaya, and he won twice. You know, we got to yep. be with Patton. And then he, and I said, Patton, who do you want? He goes, I want this guy called the Postman. <laughs> and uh, I said, well, I don't know the postman. He goes, that doesn't matter. He said, he's going to win, and he's awesome. He's got a putting stroke that's been gifted from God God himself. Touched, touched by God Same. himself. And uh, so that's how JT was on, on our squad. And um, <clears throat> spent some time with him down at uh, Players' Championship this year. He and I and uh, my son Sam were there. Young guy, right? He's barely older than my son. And fantastic to see him. Of course, I won my first win ironically enough, was the Greensboro, but I didn't certainly have no bogeys like JT did. <laughs> well, now, at Greensboro, were they playing at Sedgefield? Uh, Forest Oaks. Okay. You ever heard of it? It's an older course. You know, the interesting thing about Forest Oaks, I'll tell you two really cool stories about Forest Oaks. It's a real. It was really hard. It was always going to be under 10, under par. We used to play it in March, and one year it actually snowed on us. Before Augusta, we used to come to your, oh, Lord. your guy's backyard. It was like the last place to get in to come to Augusta was, was Greensboro. Anyway, I was maybe five or six shots out of the league going to Sunday. I did like a 32 on the back nine. And when I came to 18, the 72nd hole, I was in the right rough. I hit a seven iron, landed short of the green, ran all the way up to two inches from the flag. And do you know the only shot that they had on TV for me winning the whole tournament was that two-inch putt because I was <laughs> finishing two hours ahead of the group. They all oh, collapsed, no. and I won. But that wasn't the highlight, mate. When I, I, don't, I don't know if you guys know this or not. You probably don't. You're too young. But... The seventeenth, well, yeah, yeah, the sixteenth at, at Phoenix Open, you know, the big, you know, with all yeah. that, yeah, that yeah. used that started at seventeen at Greensboro. I don't know if you knew that or not. No, Did you know that? No. no. Oh, that was that the seventeenth at Greensboro at Forest Oaks was the hottest place to go in the world. And when I walked off the green on the seventy-first hole, and I walked back to the tee. I went past one of these food trucks back there. There was a girl serving beer topless back there as I walked to the team. <laughs> and I'm telling you right now, I remember it like it was yesterday. I bet you did. <laughs> and it was awesome. And she, her line was full up. It was great. <laughs> Wait a minute. She was serving to the, to, the, to the gallery? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was, yeah. It's old school Greensboro <laughs> move. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's oh. amazing. I know how you what guys a, are in the she south. May have, she may have indirectly, you know, got you to a victory. You know, she gave you a little pep in your step. Going you know what? It relaxed. Second. It oh. relaxed my neck when I was walking to the tee. <laughs> what? What? What are some other things about the about the seventeenth that made it kind of like like the the chaos <clears> at sixteen at waste management now? What, 
Well, what, they, nothing, what else did they do? Nothing resembles it now, other than it was an uphill par three, and it was just totally covered with people. And it was, this is back when gambling people were game, you know, gambling. And yeah. I remember, you know, Lee Trevino. I was old enough to be with Lee on the tour, and I was playing with him one day, and and famous caddy, big black caddy named Herman Mitchell, who went about three fifty. Uh, you know, was walking up there with Lee's bag, looked like a little toothpick on his back, you know, and and someone yelled out one of them, you know, Greensboro, hey, hey, Lee, what you feed, what you feed that boy up there, you know, and uh, Lee would yell out, we feed him rednecks, I feed, I feed him rednecks, you know, <laughs> and uh, so there was all kind of banter going on back there. It was seventeen at Greensboro was absolutely the beginning of all that, that action. Awesome. That sounds awesome. That is that is just amazing. Um, I, I got a question for you, Elk. You know, we've we've obviously we've got we're in a President's Cup year, and uh, it's going to be over in Australia in December. I, I want to hear your thoughts on the President's Cup. I mean, obviously the international team has been um, pretty abysmal when it comes to um, playing against the U.S. You know, what what are your thoughts on this year's President's Cup, the the Prez Cup in general? Um, and whether or not maybe the internationals could, could break through? <clears throat> it's a good question. You know, it's um, it's one of these enigmas. We wanted in, I think, 98 when I was on the team. We I was on three teams. We, we, we whitewashed everybody down at Royal Melbourne the last time. It was very difficult. Mm-hmm. Nicholas was the captain. Tiger Woods was on the team, and Greg Norman and I got to play in our backyard. It was very popular down there with the crowd. Um, you know, I... It's always measuring the energy, right? What 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 energy is into this event? Is it the energy that you guys, not saying you two are junkies, but is it the is this manufactured energy, or is there any true energy behind this? And it's always like that's always measured by the players, right? Like Ryder Cup, like there's some true energy behind that. Yeah, and mm-hmm. um, it's built up over time. And the question is, what is the true energy here? You know, and is there this sort of, um, you know, and this is not an excuse, but it kind of is, is we, you know, the international team is just so disjointed, right? We don't even know half the guys on the team. Um, we don't even, we've never been with them before and, and that's okay. I mean, we, we can, we can make it work, but I just don't know if it's a square peg into a round hole. I just don't, I don't know. doesn't feel, what? doesn't feel like there's that much energy behind it. Well, like and you real, see that like energy. real energy. Yeah, and that's you see that in the Ryder Cup. And David and I have been to the last two, you know, in France and, and then um, at Hazel team. But you know, it's interesting. I wonder, like, what does the international team you think do? Like, they're only there together for a week or whatever, like to fire themselves up. Like, like when you like you're on, you've been on a winning team in Australia. So, so maybe it's just the location that that makes a difference, but. What is it you think that they, they do to kind of fire themselves up to, to make it, to give that energy? Well, I think the course this year, Planet Royal, the course is so good. I mean, it's like going to Augusta. I mean, going to Royal Melbourne, you take, you know, when you, you know, when you go to an event, if you're not that hyped up about it, you know, and it's not that great a place, that's one thing. But when you go to Royal Melbourne, you get to see this course, mate, it's worth going I mean, if 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 us three went on a trip right now and we wanted to go to Royal, we're fired up to play tomorrow when we get there. You know, it's one of those type deals where yeah. it's like once in a once in a lifetime type situation. And I think that's easy. The Australian people will be up for it. Um, 
you know, it's a lot. You know, there's a lot of to and fro. It's, it's, Tiger was on top, and now he's not that good. Now he's the coach. Will he play? He's the current Masters champion. He's out of form. Will he be playing good enough to play in the event? And then you've got on the other side, have you got guys like Mark Leishman, who's one of our guys who uh, who's almost unbeatable in Australia because he's, he grew up down there and, and he'd be a very hard. When we were there, Craig Parry went 5-0. and oh. So there's different storylines, but is it enough to grab the attention of everyone to be able to say, you know what? I got to see. I got to see this. You know, I, I, I got to see it. And is there enough energy to pull it over the line to grab the attention of everyone? I mean, currently you've got four Aussies um, qualifying for the international team with Leishman, Adam Scott, Cam Smith, and Jason Day. I, I mean, I would think that having a you know having four home like hometown guys on, on that team is going to help help get everybody's energy level up a little bit you would you would assume that could be the case um so yeah so i think i think it's interesting i mean it's definitely not when you look at the team on paper it's not as deep um as what what the u.s team has going for them but i do think with those four guys anchoring the team and, and bringing some of that aussie energy um and having the knowledge of you know that, that those conditions in royal melbourne uh, it could be uh, it could be interesting. So we, I definitely wanted to get your takes on that. That's uh... yeah. Well, the question is to you guys. Well, you know, we're going to put on a big we're going to put on a big show over there. Australia will. What do you guys think of it? Do you care about it? The Americans. That's the thing. I mean, I do, but we're. I mean, I'm probably not your. I mean, guys like us are going to watch it no matter what because yeah. it'll be December. We'll be kind of getting ready to see some of these big names again. Um, and, you know, I love the different format. I love seeing the, the you know, the match play um, work out. Um, I've heard incredible things about Royal Melbourne. Had a chance to play it one time and uh, circumstances got in the way. Um, so, I I mean, we'll be interested, but we're, we're the wrong ones to ask, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, well, I think if you're talking to, to my friends, and I, and I talk to them about this, they literally, I literally, I have several folks that text me, and they're like, why are you doing a podcast tonight? And I'm like, because this tour season's still going on. And they're oh, like, they're like, oh, I thought that ended when major season was done. You know, so Pete, there's this like, <laughs> there's this, this part of the you know the golfing world that only pays attention to majors and the Ryder Cup. And I think they think of the Ryder Cup as, as kind of like a major when it comes to the golf as far as the interest is concerned. But for a President's Cup, it's I think just being honest, it's, it is harder for most Americans to get truly that excited about it. Yeah, and I, I think it's fair to ask me, me that I play the tour for three decades. Is the season over right now? Let's talk about that for just a second. I'm not interview. You're interviewing me, but I'll interview you. <laughs> no, we love is, it. is the is the season over? Does it mean anything these next three FedEx Cup events? Does it is it going to change? For example, we only know for years we only ever talked about three things, right? The money winner, the player of the year, and the Varden Trophy. Those three are very rarely talked about anymore, right? Mm -hmm. You guys probably haven't addressed on this show. I've never been on it, but you probably don't know who's winning the Varden Trophy. Player of the year is pretty pretty easy Brooks. to figure out. We got yeah. Brooks in that one. And the money list, well, okay, that's going to be decided in the next three weeks. Yeah. Maybe by what? A couple guys, maybe. Yeah. I mean, 
I mean, to, again, to me, the, the season's almost never ending because, well, I mean, if it's a full field event, we're, or, you know, or anything close to it with, a, you know, we're going to bet on it. We're going to watch it. Um, we're paying attention to these guys. So for us, I mean, it's, I looked at the new schedule next year, you know, and I saw them add three events and I'm like, damn, we're doing 49. We're doing a minimum of 49 podcasts next week. So next year. So like we're paying attention to it for sure, but that's just us. But, you know, we notice numbers, like we, we notice the listenership. Um, you know, we could tell you without a doubt. I mean, our four most popular episodes every single year are the majors. Yeah. Number five is the players championship. And then, you know, you probably have to, we, I probably have to think for a minute on, the, on the rest of the year. Yeah. Yeah. But the rest, you know, it, it's, there's definitely a big drop off after that. So um, what about this coming event this next week? Mm-hmm. Is that big Northern trust or are you talking I, about BMW? Uh, well, Northern trust. Cause I, yeah. you know, I think, I think it is. And I think, I think the tour did a good thing in the way they changed the schedule and, and sort of, made everything culminate at the tour championship uh, before football season starts. So at the end of August, I think that was a good move on their part. We got, you know, what, eight or nine of the top 10 players in the world this week outside. I think probably in Paul Casey's not playing. So um, I think there is, is some pretty good interest in it. And, and I think that's what the good thing of the playoffs is that it, it does keep your, I mean, did, did Paul Casey look, make golf an is, error? Did he make an error? Is around the big players, did Paul Casey Who's make that? an error? He forgot to commit, and then he said, well, he didn't know if he was going to commit because he was half-tired. I mean, don't you commit and then just pull out anyway? <laughs> that that seems like was it would be half, the move. With, was that a sort of a semi-half, soft, half-heavy withdrawal? You guys know what a half-a-heavy is? And, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I think it was. I think it was an error, think, and then he just what, covered what about it up Stinson? with it. What about Stinson? Just literally just saying, oh, just not caring, players. did not care. Is that what he said? Well, I mean, you know, he withdrew and he's 80 something in the FedEx standing. So that means, like, he's can't, no way he, he can't can make it to the next, next week. week. Oh, so yeah. he can't get it. He, no matter what, he can't get to uh, Chicago. Correct. Oh, okay. So he withdrew yeah. this week when he could have played and improved his position to get into next week. But he just withdrew and just said, oh, no, I'm done. So now he's, I mean, he's mathematically out. <laughs> he's done. Yeah, he's done for the, done for the year. You just hung it up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I want to get your take on a couple guys real quick, Elk, because, okay. um, well, first of all, I thought about this earlier. Did you ever – have you ever played with Bob Golby? Did you meet Bob Golby? Absolutely. I knew him well. <clears throat> he's, uh, he was uh, Jay Haas. He's obviously uncle. a lot older than you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's – Bob Golby, uh, he's passed now, right? He's probably the oldest – he was no, the oldest Masters champion. He's still but, kicking. Is he? He's 95. Mr. Burke is 96, who I was with today. So I think Golby's 95. Yeah. Yeah, our um, our mascot is named after him. Our ma- our blind squirrel mascot is named Golby. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. So I, one, I've heard uh, some... I remember um, Mr. Golby was telling us how to play number 12 at Augusta. and. Uh... Oh, boy, oh, boy. You're about to get a really nice Bob Golby quote here, so we hope you're enjoying the interview so far with Elk. Listen, I've always thought about investing, all right, but I had no idea what stocks. You know, Pat's a broker, but he never gives me any advice. And and most brokers and investing apps are just, you know, they're just black box. They give you very little guidance. They just give you an opportunity to invest, but they don't tell you how to do it. 
correctly. But my Wall Street offered a short list of stocks for me that their experienced investors spent a lot of time researching, okay? They researched it. And that's the difference with my Wall Street. You're the one in control. They provide you with the thoroughly researched stocks. And, and, and then they believe that you've got this, the growth potential with those stocks. So then you get to decide which ones to invest in. Some of their picks have gained five times, five times since I've picked them. Five times. That's like way better than my DFS returns. And with their app, I can invest and learn about those stocks on the go. Unlike a broker, you get an investing companion with My Wall Street. Diversification is the silver bullet when it comes to investing. And My Wall Street makes diversifying very, very easy. And all of our listeners can access the entire My Wall Street app for free and use it for 30 days. Instead of the normal seven, you can use it for 30 days free if you go to mywallstreet.com slash tourjunkies, download the app, get access to the market, um, get access to their picks, their expert guidance, and after your trial, you can continue investing with for just $9.99 a month. That's mywallstreet. That's M-Y-W-A-L-L-S-T.com slash tourjunkies. Check it out, mywallstreet dot com slash tour junkies let's get back to elk he was telling jay haas and bill haas and dick Harmon and all those guys one day we we're at river oaks and talking about having a couple cocktails and he said that he said you walk over there at number 12 at augusta he says you look to the pin of the green that is blowing right to left and then he look at the green on 11 it's blowing left to right he said it's hard to hit a little seven eye with a little healthy hurdy wind <laughs> <laughs> a little healthy hurdy wind with a six inch well, turd hanging out of your ass. Is that's that's what he that's what that's what Golby said. <laughs> I uh, I've was, heard he's I've heard he's quite the character. Um, yeah, he was fantastic. Same yeah, as uh, Jackie Burke. That's awesome. Well, what are your thoughts on Tiger, man? I mean, we we've seen what he, you know, what it, what's happened since Augusta. There seems to be um, some an inkling of a uh, physical issue going on there. He's obviously chosen not to play a whole lot. He is in the field this week. Um, and he's got a decent history here in the, in the couple times he's played Liberty national, but what are just your, your short-term thoughts on tiger and your long-term take on tiger? Well, my short-term take is when I saw him play it at, uh, and I, I was gaming on SG tour app that, um, he, uh, he was swinging so bad at, uh, the open championship that there's just nobody could ever put any money on tiger and anyone that actually saw him swing would know that that right arm he couldn't even move his right arm it was just a it was the most unusual looking action i've seen from him of course he has the ability to be able to rise to the occasion and that has to be i think has to fall into a category of the right place at the right time and of course we saw that happen this year at augusta where we know that, and I don't want to say it, but I'm going to, that I predicted it, that if he could get into Saturday in contention, then he knows how to manage everything that he needs to manage at Augusta because it's a manageable situation. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> he's no match for the guys right now physically. Now, I don't know yeah. where he is today. I don't know where he is today right now, but um, I don't think he is um, working like he's, like he, I just don't think that he's where he was uh, when I came on tour and he was out there and and he was uh, 
dominant. You know, he was a force. And, uh, you know, his, his kids are older. You know, I, I have a daughter and a son. I know you guys have got kids. And I know that, you know, after a while, you know, you can only take so much time away from your kids when they're getting a little older. And you're like, Dad, what are you doing? We need... I need you over here. We have to visit about something. We, uh-huh. You can do the range thing later, okay? And at some point, I think there's going to be this uh, crossover with Tiger, and maybe it's happened. I don't know, but maybe he's not spending as much time. He's not as focused on his swing. He obviously has the most amount of uh, upside once he gets going of anyone that's ever played other than Nicholas. So I just don't. I just don't know how he gets into contention. My my question to you, you, my answer to you guys is, I don't think he can physically get himself into contention. If he does, okay, we're good. But I don't think he can get there. Gotcha. Yeah. So it's kind of one of these things where if he gets there, you know he's got the juice to. I don't think he's putting the work in, and I don't think he's yeah. swinging good enough. He's got one shot. He's yeah. a one shot wonder. He's hitting a, he's hitting a cut shot. He doesn't have the draw shot anymore, and he's putting okay. And he's driving it terrible. Yeah. When people when people come to me, and I get this all the time, and you guys probably can appreciate this, they say to me, "Hey, Elk, uh, you know, I got a kid, or I've got this guy. Would you come look at him?" And I said, "Sure, I'll look at him." And you know, can he make it on tour? And so I always say to them, I, said, I always say, "How do I evaluate that?" And I say, "I break it into five categories: driving, irons, wedges, putting, and chipping and sand, and chipping and short game." If if you're not excellent, if you're not in a, if you don't have three of those categories, three up in the top, when I look at you, mm-hmm. you can't you can't even stay on tour, you can't even stay there. So when you think about someone like uh, Brooks Kepka, let's take his five, okay? He drives it unreal, hits his irons unreal, he hits his wedges okay, maybe it's not top bunkers okay, putting unreal. So three out of those five. Let's take Jordan Spieth, who had five of them. Now he doesn't drive it any good. Hits his irons average. Doesn't chip that good or putts okay. Now he's 180th in the money. You, you see what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. If you don't mm-hmm. have three that are just like a number ones, you got no, you got no chance of even thinking about the equation. Most of the guys that are really good have five. So you bring up Brooks, and I, this is one I had written down, a, a kind of a hot topic lately on our on our podcast, and we've had a minute to kind of address some of the takes that have come out on tour, is we, we've I like to compare the vast difference in approach between these two players, Brooks Kepka, who you mentioned, and Bryson DeChambeau. And you've got Brooks over here saying, you know, hey, when you guys are watching me on TV, that's when I'm playing golf. I don't like to practice. I show up at the golf course 45 minutes early. I don't take that long to think about the shot or stand over the ball for forever. Um, I'd get out there and I play and I have fun. I zone out, um, you know, and I just I, I make it happen. And then conversely, you've got Bryson uh, doing all he's doing. I'm curious where you stand on the on the two approaches as a guy who played on tour for so long and has been around the game, you know, you're almost your whole life. What do you think about those two guys and how they're approaching the game right now? Obviously it's working for Brooks, but yeah, that's a good question. It's like, um, you know, you guys have been in office buildings. You've got the accountant that, you know, puts everything into a box, right? They say that when you go to Vegas, I was with my friend in Vegas who runs all these big, uh, 
you know, conventions out there. I said, who's the craziest people that come to Vegas? Who's, who's, the, who's the ones that tear up the most? Who's the most hookers and the most spends the most money and goes upside <laughs> down the most? They said, Elk, there's not even close to anyone even close to accountants. I said, no shit. <laughs> that is crazy. And my dad I said, what, what are you talking about? He goes, <laughs> the guy says, they put, a, they put a number in a box their whole fucking life. It's a five. It has to go in a box. Can't go to the side of the box. Can't go below. It's a fucking box. So they come to Vegas. They go berserk, right? That's that's Bryson, right? He's box box guy. Yeah. And then you got artist guy, right? Like this artist that goes out to Vegas or whatever and just paints paints the side of the mural on the side of the street, right? Now I don't think Brooks is that guy, but I think Brooks is like free spirit, right? I think he's like uh, I think he. I'm, no one's ever said this, and I'm going to be the first one to say it tonight. I, say, I think he plays a little bit like Arnold Palmer. Uh, hmm. I think he, I think he's a little bit reckless. And and I've always said, and I, I text JT when you get him on the podcast on Saturday night, two nights ago before he won yesterday. I told him, I said, mate, you're in a perfect position. I said, you've got to play like a race car driver. You've um, you've almost got to fucking crash every corner to win this event. <laughs> That was my that was my advice mm-hmm. to young JT. Now I don't know if he took it or not. It doesn't matter. But to be good at golf, in my opinion, you have to play slightly reckless. You have to play slightly to the edge of being out of control. What does that mean? Well, if you're capable of hitting at the flag, if you're so you know all the you know if you're capable of going back in there instead of hitting a five iron, hit four, get it all the way back. You know. It's that it's that recklessness that's got him to be eight hundred eight under on um, on Sunday. But you know, Bryson. So like um, a, Mick, a Mickelson a Mickelson mentality, really, when you think about it. Well, he's he yeah served. Mickelson's uh, he plays very reckless, and um, he's probably one of the few that's sort of got this combo right. He's a he's a bit of a nerd too. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um. But I do like that about Mickelson's game. I don't like much about Mickelson, but I like that about his game. <laughs> have you spent any time around Bryson? Have you have you been able to? No, no, I don't, I've never met Bryson. Um, I have not. But uh, you know, I studied the golf machine for ten years under under Ben Doyle, and I was I was a certified golf machine instructor, and I know it probably better than he does. I would never tell anyone that, but it doesn't matter because I've studied it longer. But I know exactly. I know everything he's doing, I'm, and I see everything he's doing. He's just playing off a of a standard shoulder plane. It's it's in his mind. It's a very simple procedure that he's playing. It's just a, what they call yeah. a variation of, of of what is the standard thing that we all play. We all play the clubs lined up with the right elbow, and that's the way we play. It's called a standard elbow plane. Bryson plays off a shoulder plane. He lines the shaft up through guess, his, both yeah. both arms into his and lines it up with his shoulder. It's a, it's called a shoulder variation. And, um, he feels like that his radius, you know, he's a, he's the center of the circle and he feels like that he can keep that circle at a constant distance from him. And it's not going to bend. I mean, the biggest thing about golf is you don't want to bend that radius, right? If you're a, if you're the hand on the clock, you don't want a bent clock arm. So Bryson takes it to the max, right? He's like, I'm going to keep that clock arm at three o'clock from the center, and I'm going to keep it there the whole way. That's essentially for the for the guy listening to this to say, what does Bryson do? 
Well, basically, he keeps that radius real, real firm for him, and he keeps it up high, right on his shoulders, where he has a lot of, a lot of stability, where it feels like it can't get away from him. A little bit of the expertise there by our man Steve Elkington joining us on the podcast. Uh, now, Elk, I want to talk to you about uh, the, the the things you're doing right now with Secret Golf, real quick, and then I want to talk a little bit of the uh, SG Tour. What's going on with that? And um, so why don't you tell the folks a little bit about Secret Golf, and then as we get into SG Tour, I want your thoughts on legalized betting and how you believe it will uh, impact the PGA Tour. So why don't you hit us with the with all of yeah. it? Yeah. Okay, so, you know, I played the Tour for all those years, and, you know, one of the interesting things for me about the Internet was I'm an entrepreneur at heart, right? All my life, I've always thought about trying to do things and building a company and doing things. And, of course, being a tour player, you're kind of your own company, but not really. Um, you know, you're out there doing, you know, playing. Um, when I left the tour, I knew that I felt like there was going to be some value in having content on a digital space. And what does that mean? I went to the tour. I was on the board, and I said, I told Fincham, I said, we should have a we should have a whole digital platform for all of our players. We should get all their intellectual property, everything they know. I mean, I know 30 years of lessons, Fincham. I know everything there is about golf. We should film all this, and we should sell it. He says, fuck, you're an idiot. You, you, you're you an idiot. It's all about TV. There's nothing in digital. So I said, okay, fine. So when I left the tour and I started to build Secret Golf, I started to accumulate assets and like Tour Junkies, Tour Junkies has its own little piece of the pizza. And whatever that piece of pizza is, is whether it's you're doing your podcast for your, you know, you're giving the gaming information for, you know, doing whatever the breakdown is, you have that podcast or that, that piece of the pizza. And there's other guy that has this and so on. Well, for me, I felt like that I could start to accumulate assets of Tour players because, look, I know, I know shit tons about golf. Jackie Burke was my first one, then Pat Perez, Jason Duffner, Stacey Lewis, Brittany Lynchcomb, all these great players, all these major champions that had all this talent and all this skill. And we started to put together this platform where you could subscribe to it and start to learn. And I thought it was really unreal that you could actually go on and subscribe, which you can for you know $70 a year, and look at 30 different ways to hit a tour player's bunker shot. I think that's valuable. But... As my business model and as I became a little longer in the business, I realized that that's not as viral or it's not, it's good. It's really good. It's onesie twosie. But what's really the most important thing now, it seems, is this sort of interaction with one another. So I yeah. thought, well, you know what? It's when, it's when I get on tour junkies, your 10,000, 20,000 people get excited about something and they want to talk to one another. And what does that? They all do. They all want a bunker lesson, but it's not viral. What's viral to them is more this sort of interaction of gaming and the gaming platform and being able to interact to one another, learning. What if we had a platform that? What if we had a platform that had gaming, had information like from Tour Junkies, and had live texting over the top where you could all interact with one another and you had all this input from tour players that could get into that portal and tell you what you're doing. So that's what I built when I built 
so Secret Golf has kind of morphed into SG Tour, and SG Tour, we're going to talk about that, which is gaming platform, and now we, we're up and live. This will be our third week. We're going to open up this week again at Northern Trust, and you and I, we've talked about this, and we're going to test it, I hope, this week, um, yeah. some four-ball games that we've invented. We had all of our tour players weigh in together, and we say, look, there's a lot of gaming out there, and there's a lot of stuff going on, but they're not cool games. Let's make some cool games. Let's make some four-ball games. Let's make some games that are that people out there listening, that they play when they go play. When you go play Champ Retreat, Champ Retreat you're playing four-ball game or whatever you're playing. So tell the people, so SG Tour is your new gaming app. We want to talk about this, and this is how we're going to let the listeners kind of get in on um, you know, playing a contest this week against myself and Pat and Elk uh, in this, it, it's a real money deal. So, uh, you know, people need to know this is a, this is another, um, another way for you to engage with the PGA Tour, watch the action, put a little money on it and, and, and hop in on Elk's new app. And it is a different, uh, me and myself and Pat have been on it. And it's a, it's a different platform than what you're used to if you're playing DraftKings or FanDuel, or if you're just betting a tr in the traditional sense. So, uh, Elk, they download the SG Tour app. Uh, yep. It's it's only on Apple uh, products for right now. Is that correct? It's, it's on Apple right now. We'll we'll we'll, we'll get to that. Um, yeah, free I think download. And they'll you need download PayPal. The you need PayPal to play. PayPal. Yep, that's how the money's transferred. Okay. Yeah, and 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 basically, here's what we're doing here. We're trying to shoot at golfers. We're a golf centric, you know. I'm not going to talk about the other companies like, you know, DraftKings and so on. They're, they're, you know, they're big companies and they have all the sports. We're just golf centric. Yeah. What does golf centric mean? So, I want people to be able to go to Secret Golf or SG Tour app and to be able to actually recognize what we're doing here. So, in this case, we're gonna we're gonna test it this week on Tour Junkies. We're gonna play a four ball game, and basically we've taken the field this week. Northern Trust. 125 guys is the is the amount of people in the field. So we're only going to let 125 guys play in the game for for first one. If you fill up, we'll open another game. Okay. So let's call it a, let's call it a ten dollar game, okay? Yep. Uh, and then we're going to do we built all the payout. So we built three different ways you can pay it out. We can do a tour breakdown, which is the same breakdown as the tour. We built an algorithm so 18% on a million for the tour. We're going to do the same thing on on tour junkies this week. We're going to we build it for how much the purse is. We have a sliding algorithm, so you, everyone gets paid. So if you put 10 bucks in and you finish dead last, you're probably going to get 50 cents back, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you're going to pick four players this week. It's going to be cut into four categories, an A, a B, a C, and a D. And that's done by world ranking. So Tiger Not done by odds. It's going to be world ranking. All world ranking points. Okay. You have to take one from each category. So you'll have a team of four. And the name of this game is aggregate. So if your team is your A player makes a par on number one, your B makes a par, your C makes a par, and your D makes a birdie, you're one under as a team. Yep. And you're mm -hmm. playing against one another, uh, your other peers. Yep. And, and you pick the payout yourself, okay? We believe... At Secret Golf, we believe that, and SG Tour, we believe that there's an unlimited amount of people that just want to play. There's three kind of users that we found. One is 
big people that want to play in huge games like they do at DraftKings, 10,000. We don't want to do that. We want to, we want to keep it the same size as the tour field, so you, you're in the same amount. Second is people that just have, I don't know, you guys probably have 20 guys in your group or 10 guys in your own personal space that you would bet yeah. on all the time. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. And then we have a onesie twosie guy. And um, I just think golf-centric games. I mean, we, we've, we've built all these different games. We have a moving day game that comes on Saturday. You get to pick any four players on Saturday morning or Friday night when the cut goes down. You get to pick four of those guys. Who's going to do the best on Saturday? And we have a closing day on Sunday. So the Now, here- I know you don't have it this week, but you're going to have it probably when the when the new season gets going here in a few weeks. The, tell them about the, uh, the Trunk Slammer game. Trunk Slam is a great very, game. Very excited about this one. <laughs> yeah, I have a patent on Trunk Slammer. This is which good is for people pick, like me. Yeah, you pick four <laughs> players to miss the cut. So uh, you can pick anybody you want uh, because uh, we, we believe in that, but um, they're still categorized. So if you're picking Tiger Woods, an A player to miss, you'll get 40 points for him to miss. If you, only, if you pick someone that you know is going to miss, there's only 10 points. So if you pick all four players... You get all four to miss, you get a 50-point bonus. So if you pick four D players, that's 40 points, and you get a 50-point bonus, that's 90. But I, I think the the smart money, Colt Nost and Pat Perez and Jason Duffner are waiting on this game. The way to win this game is to pick an A, a B, a C, and a D. That's 40, 30, 20, 10. You get 100 points and then one and 50-point bonus, and the most overpower wins the game. So cool. that, that's a cool game. So, uh, so and, and they can play, you know, folks can get in there and set up private, uh, you know, contests. Yeah, of course, of course you can always games. go in there right now and set up a private game and invite your friends by text message or uh, email. Just we do that all day long. I mean, this I tell you what I tell you what people are excited about about our games is that they're they're golf centric, live scoring. So you get the uh, you you it's the same leaderboard as the tour. Um, and you've got, a, you've got a scoring portion a scoring in app, the app built into the app. Yep. 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 Uh, next month we'll have live texting. So you'll be able to text inside of your game. So the, the people, if you have 20 people nice. in your game, yeah. you'll be able to text to each one of them in your game. So it'll be a live stream over the top of your, of your board. And, um, you know, I just think that there's room in this business for golf games, real golf games. You know, ESPN used to have um, – they had a contest called uh, the Best Ball Majors. And uh, they, they ran it this, – this was years ago before DraftKings. And I would run a league for every major at my office when I used to work at the bank. Uh, and it was similar. You, you would pick four players out of this tier and uh, same, same kind of thing. It was your, it was your four ball. So what, what you find happening is – you know, because – we talk about, you know, a lot of the fun in what we do, for example, on DraftKings is your every hole, there's something happening, right? And so every hole, every golfer, you're pulling for something. But I remember with the with the four ball that ESPN used to offer, you were still doing that because you would have, you know, you would have a guy who, uh, or, you know, you'd have guys where, you know, three of your four players had played number two and all made par, and you've got one guy left and you're sweating him, you're needing that birdie on that hole. Or then you're getting pissed because you already got, you know, a birdie on a hole and the guy goes and birdies that one. You're like, damn, you know, damn it, I needed you to birdie the last hole. So there's it's a fun it's kind of a that, that four ball feel is still a pretty fun format. Yeah, I, you I want you want the cliffhanger it. a little bit. And there's yeah. also um 
we won't have it this week because but what we're going to do you know this week there's 125 guys playing so there's 125 gamers if you make the cut so what we're going to do we have a cut in our game so if there's 125 players playing this week and you're in the top 70 after after friday of your gamers oh nice yeah you're in everyone else misses the cut and everyone else plays for all the money so you we have the same cut as the tour does Okay. So you could have three guys that miss the cut out of your four, but you could have the leader at 10 under. You're still in the cut. You're still going to make money. Hmm. We, we ri- we've even written the rules on our games by the USGA. If there's a playoff, it goes to the it goes to the number one handicap hole, and we have a playoff per team. It's exactly the same rules as the tour. Everything we do at SG Tour is the same as the tour. I have another game called Money Grabber, which is you take four players and you – See how much money you can get out of those four guys for the week. Uh, combine, combine money. I have another game called Front Nine Back Nine. You pick on a Thursday morning. You pick two guys out of the morning wave, and you have to add two guys back nines in the afternoon to add to those two. So there's all kind of games that our tour players have got involved in doing. I think it's going to be a lot different. And 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 you asked me 20 minutes ago about what do I think about gaming and what do I think about gambling. Um, is that you still want me yeah. to answer that? Yeah. Yeah. So I think um, you're about live, like live. Can you do this and can you do that? I mean, just in general, yeah. The impact of the whole the whole thing on golf. Yeah, I wrote a I wrote a protocol on a game that um, I call it a mulligan game, which I you know if you had say guys playing at Augusta and you had the last three groups and um, you you bought twenty mulligans um, or eighteen mulligans. And you got to use them wherever you wanted to. And you could say that in the last group that, you know, Tiger's going to drive it the furthest or the straightest. He's going to he's going to hit this fairway. He's going to be the straightest out of this group. Or in this part three, he's going to be the closest out of these three. You could use that mulligan. Or you could use as many mulligans as you wanted to. I think that's where, you know, you know this is going to go, you know, eventually. Now, SG Tour, we don't. I don't want to be the house. I don't want to be the house betting against the house. I rather, I like the way it's set up right now. But um, well, it's exciting, no doubt, man. Yeah, yeah, there's no sure. doubt about this. There's no doubt about this business. This business, people. I have so many people say to me because our app, and you guys have seen it. We have not only inside the app, and you guys, I'm not going to tout it, but. We have putt predictor in there. I don't know if you guys saw it this week. If you, if you, even if you don't want to gamble with us this week, go in and get the app because you can. We got the Northern Trust greens up there. You can move the. We set the pin on the green every on every day, and you move the ball when you see it on TV. You can predict the putts. That's cool. That's we have, crazy. <laughs> we have flyovers in there of every hole, and then we have Diane Knox, who's uh, friends of the Tour Junkies, who. Um, yep has all of our tour players. We've got nine guys up there. They're going to have their content inside the portal this week. So you can go in there and hear about what's going on right in the app. It's got a media portal. So that's cool. So, so tell me about the flyover. I haven't seen that yet. And Pat, I think maybe you even looked at that. What do you, yeah. So how, if you go to the, yeah, if you go to the fly, I'm looking at it right now. Um, you know, you go to insights, there's a strategy. It shows the map of the course here of Northern trust. You click on number 18 and it shows you a 3D image. Hole number 14 is a... <laughs> Can you hear that? <laughs> yeah. Hole number 14 is a 50-yard... <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really cool. The, the course info on this app was... I have to say, 
elk i was i was quite surprised how good it is um when you go into that that insights portion um what's in there as far as the course in general and things like that like even if you aren't playing a game on there there's there's a lot of there's a lot of good stuff there yeah, Where are so you getting the course info from? You're getting the, the uh, so we uh, we you know we work with two companies. One that does the uh, does the uh, the flyovers, the 3D flyovers, and then we then I do green screen of my swing. So then I can do then we put shot tracer over that, so we show the certain pattern, and then I get one of my tour players that's expert on that course to tell you. What should how to play the hole? So Jason Duffner did this one, Northern Trust. It's in my voice because we haven't done Jason's flyovers, but he did all the fly, he did all the voiceovers for. Oh, he did all the content for Northern Trust. That's cool. Yeah, so that's awesome stuff. Yeah, it's good awesome because um, look, the way this goes is, and I don't have to explain this to you guys, but you should already you should know this anyway. That look, Golf Channel. Golf Digest, Golf World, you name it. They've been fucking ripping us off for a million years. They come to us and tell us, we'll give you elk. We'll give you big coverage on our on our uh, magazine if you give us a five-day, you know, a two-day shoot, right? They take all of our content and they go sell it to their millions of people, right? Yep. Same at Golf Digest, same everywhere. So for me, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to own this. I'm going to own all the tour players' content. Why not? We... We own it. You know, it's our stuff. I mean, Tour Junkies, you, you guys are doing your own thing. Why can't we do something together? And why can't we, why can't you guys do all the the gaming action and then let get all the tour players to weigh in and, and build our own platform? Why do we have to give it to someone else to sell it to someone else? You, you see what I'm saying? Absolutely. Yeah. No, own um, it, man. You got to own it. I love it. I don't, I'm tired of, uh, them coming to us and telling us that, that those days are over. I'll, I'll give yeah. you an example to prove that point to you that there's two other companies out there. Discovery just paid $2 billion, as you guys know, to to start doing a new model of uh, tournaments in, in Europe. And they paid Tiger, right? To Now, Tiger doesn't do any interviews anymore. He only weighs in on golf TV, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Rory, got he just got hired by, you know, Golf Pass, right? Golf they own Pass, it. yep. Yeah. Well, guess what? Five years ago, I got 33 of them. I got 33 players that that, that I've got that can do that. We're just not as yep. big as those other two. So that's where we're at. That's awesome, man. So we need our listeners to join the league, right? Join the the game. The tour junkies, you know, historically well, we don't we don't do listener games. So, but yeah, we are so doing you, one. For you this, want to talk about this. that? You want me to explain, or you do it? Well, yeah, I mean, basically what we need you guys to do is we're going to run the contest. First 125 listeners that can get in, you're going to get in our main game with me and Pat and Elk. And if we fill it up, maybe we'll open up another one. you got to keep keep track of us on Twitter at Tour underscore Junkies um, and Elk at Elk PGA. Uh, what you need to do is you got to have a PayPal account because that's how everything's funded. And you're going to download the SG Tour app out of the iTunes app store. You're going to go ahead and register Get your team name, throw up a Tour Junkies logo up there if you want. You don't have to. And load your uh, load your account through PayPal. We're, we're doing a $10 game to start this week. Just $10 is all it is to get in here and play and give it a shot. Um, and then you're going to go to the Clubhouse section of the app, select the game, and join. Uh, and we'll tweet out some instructions and all that kind of stuff. Uh, by the time listeners are hearing this, we'll, we'll get to it. So if you want to hop in, we'd love for you guys to join. And 
and give it a shot. It's just 10 bucks this week. And, and like Elk said, we're going to set it up to where everybody wins money. So uh, there's nothing to lose. Yeah, we did, we did it with the Rome show. I don't know if there's some cross listening. It probably is. We yeah. did Rome show. We did it last week. That was, it was so popular. The guys were, they were so happy with the, uh, you know, playing and all. And what we found out was all these guys wanted to talk to one another about it and tweet about it and text about, you know, the leaderboards and all, you know, it was great. It was, it was good fun for them. Awesome. Well, that's what we'll do, man. We appreciate it, Elk, and I uh, love the idea. I think it's it's a creative idea, um, and uh, it's it's fun to talk to another tour junkie like yourself. Uh, who I'm glad I kind of back I'm, I, I kind of backdoored you guys through uh, Diane <laughs> Knox and JT Poston. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I kind of got in at the bottom level here, behind <laughs> a couple of momentum here. You guys already Elk. had him. Elk, you know what, man? You've been dodging us for years. You know it. You know I don't it. think I've. I don't think I've. I don't think I've ever turned down a tour junkie interview, have I? <laughs> I think you have. I think it was early on. So I get. Really? It. I get. Okay. It. We'll let it. We'll let it slide. That's okay. We'll let it slide. That's good. Um, <laughs> you wouldn't be the first, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. But we'll have you on again, and uh, this will this will be good fun. So yeah, it's gonna be uh, good fun, and 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 you know what the. Uh, as I said, if they want to come on the SG tour, that's cool. Go, go look at just go look at some of the content of the tour players. It's great. Yeah. And look, we, we're gonna we're gonna have the good stuff in there, whether they game with yeah. us or not. We're gonna have all the we're gonna. I think people may may realize that we've got the nuts on this, which is we got all the tour players supporting us. I have thirty three tour players behind this, and you know that uh, you know DK is doing something with the tour now. Yeah. But, they don't have any support of the players. I got 33 of them. That's going to be uh, unexciting for them to find that out, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, I love it, Elk. I love it, man. Thanks for, uh, thanks for including our folks and uh, we're going to have a good time with this. And yeah, I mean, even if you don't play in the game, the content's pretty good. You can download the app for free. It doesn't cost anything to download it. So um, get, get you an account, set up a profile and dip your toe in the water of SG tour. I'm going to be joining. Junkies. I'm going to look to see if that game's up right now. I'm going to join. I'm going to be the tour. I'm the fat. Are you going to win the inaugural one? Are you going to win? No, nah, man. I get. I get. Game? I get killed in these games. You guys are way <laughs> too good for me. Let me see if the tour junkies game. Uh, I don't see it yet. Love it. I'm no, going in that. I'm going to be in. The, I'm. I want everyone to come in and pummel me. Now we have a bomb clock in there, so nobody will be able to see my team, or I won't be able to see yours until time time goes off. But when we do, it's going to be on. It's on. Hey, yeah. man, thanks for coming on. Thanks for the stories, the hot takes, the laughs, um, and the uh, the tips for SG Tour. We're looking forward to it, man. And uh, uh, the listeners need to hit them up, tell them thanks, and go download SG Tour. Screenshot your uh, your gloat in his face come Sunday when you're Put it in out. there. I want you to pummel me. I love it. Awesome. <laughs> okay, thanks, guys. Uh, thanks for the, thanks for the vine. It, dude. All right, golf addicts, you just heard, if you're listening to the audio version of the podcast, you just heard an outstanding interview with the ever-controversial Aussie named Mr. Steve Elkington. That's right, we had Elk on the podcast. He was good. He was good. If you're watching now on YouTube, you have missed that. So I would recommend you go back and listen to the audio version. The interview with Elk was pretty, uh, was pretty good. Let's see couple notes uh he talked about a topless woman uh on a golf at a golf tournament that mm-hmm. was a pretty funny story uh he talked about the types of guys who tend to lose their mind at law in, in las vegas and make really poor decisions he told a great quote 
from Bob Golby, who, if you are a new Tour Junkies listener, you um, Golby is the name of our squirrel mascot, and Bob Golby is his namesake, uh, former uh, Masters champion Bob Golby. Elk had a tremendous quote from him. He gave a hot take on Tiger. He talked about Bryson and Brooks a little bit, talked about the President's Cup in his home country of Australia, and uh, then we learned a little bit about a new fantasy golf game that he has started called SG Tour. So for those of you who are not, uh, who haven't listened to that, you're watching on YouTube, you need to go to iTunes and download the SG Tour app and fund your, fund your account, set up your account, your profile, your name, all that stuff. Set it up, uh, you fund it through PayPal, and come join the league that me and Pat are in with Elkington as well. And let's play a little fantasy golf, a little different format over on SG Tour. It seems like a good time, and uh, it's going to be exciting. Pat, we have, uh, we're going to make it a crisp show tonight. We're going to recap the Wyndham. I want to hear about your vacation and your thoughts on the podcast that me and Aaron absolutely can crushed. And then we're going to get into some picks. While you talk here, Pat, I'm going to tweet the people and let them know that we're live on YouTube. Wow, okay, yeah, you do that. Um, it's great to be back from vacation, by the way. And it's it wasn't very exciting. I pretty much uh, I was down on the uh, the panhandle of Florida, the Gulf Coast there, uh, kind of near Destin, and, and just enjoyed the white sand beaches, beautiful sunset, just chilled with the family, um, and and really kind of decompressed um, from you. Um, I, I didn't oh. get any. I didn't get any crap talking from you all week for the most part. I mean, I think there's a few few texts about how much you do and how little I do. Um, but other than that, so it, it was I was I was decompressing from you, uh, the podcast and real the real job. But uh, it was a good week. Um, I missed you though. I did miss you, buddy. I did miss you. You did. Uh, I thought it was a great podcast with Aaron. And how could it not be good when you have the caddy on who ends up being on the bag for the winner? Uh, I don't really know if there's anything that can compare to that. Uh, it was funny because we, we had a little group text with uh, Aaron and Gino, who was, who was uh, my guest host uh, when you were out uh, on vacation. And there was a little kind of a little, little back and forth, some contests going on. You could see there was some competition going on there between Aaron and Gino. And I hate to tell Gino, but uh, it pretty much just blew him out of the water because there's. Nothing. I think they missed the cut the week we were on the show. That he was on the show with me, so it was uh, unbelievable to watch. Very happy for JT though. We obviously he's been on the show as well. Uh, love Aaron, just a just a great dude. We we interviewed him before uh, he came on the podcast as a guest host, and uh, I'll say this too about Gino and Aaron both. So like willing to come on and really last minute as as a host yeah. of the show, uh, just, yeah. just and they got a lot of work to do we, the week of a tournament. So that just speaks to the quality of both those guys. Um, but JT, just what balls he had down the stretch! No bogeys. He made some clutch par putts. Yeah, uh, it was when, when the announcers were trying to to jinx him with the no bogey. He just line. yeah, he that was basically night. just throwing the finger up to him. It was awesome to see, man, and we were pulling for him. Uh, yeah, I mean, clearly me and Aaron did a much better job on the podcast than you and Gino. I think everybody on Twitter really said that even before the guys won. Um, Aaron was pretty confident of it as well. We freaking crushed it. Aaron said his boy would play well. He named him. His, his horse racing name for JT was 
was far from finished, and boy was he right. The TJ bump is real. We also released a killer Aaron Fleener t-shirt. If you guys haven't seen that, it's like his third grade yearbook picture with the opening line of his favorite song and karaoke go-to, Colin Baton Rouge. Uh, last night I spent the night in the arms of a girl from in Louisiana is the is on the shirt. It's a beautiful shirt. We've sold a bunch of them. In fact, uh, we're not, we, we can't say who just yet, but a certain tour player, the day it came out, ordered 15 of the shirts, and he plans on <laughs> surprising Aaron uh, with those. It should be pretty good. I can't can't uh, yeah. It's it's gonna be. A I don't good time. even know if you should have said that. Just leave it alone. I probably probably shouldn't have. Aaron's um, gonna listen. It's on tour. Tourjunkies.com if you want to buy that shirt. It's only 20 bucks. It's super easy. It's a funny, funny shirt. But, yeah, it was a good time. Great show. Loved seeing JT win it. He's a good dude. Vaults him all the way up to, like, 27th in the FedEx Cup standing. So, right now, he's in Atlanta. Uh, we also texted with Aaron today when he and, – and we realized that, hey, man, you're coming to Augusta next year, and we're going to hang, and it's going to be a good time. So, if you don't have plans to make it to Augusta next week, next year – you need to try Man. to join us. We just need to get and, Gino. And we need say, to get Gino and Joel there, and then it'll be. We got to get Gino. The, the Wolf Pack say, will be together. <laughs> I um I took I took Aaron's advice on the podcast because you know he said well, I was asking about his podcast use and he was telling me about Colt Nose putting him on to uh, some tequila, soda, and a, and a and a little squeeze of orange, and I'd never had that before. And so I went to the club on Friday night. Me and the missus had a little birthday party up there. And uh, I got into some, some, some Casamigos and some soda and some orange, and I had two of those to get it started. Then I switched to Tito's and soda with a lime, and it was impeccable. Mm. So tonight I am paying homage. You can't really tell, but in here is it. Well, I'll hold up my, I'll hold up my orange peel. See, I got my little orange peel in there, and this is. Uh, I went, I went to the store and got some Casamigos and, and got my soda. It is very, very good. Man, I just got to say, I'm, I'm happy for you, but I don't know. I think, I think Planet Tito's is good enough for me. Planet Tequila, P- Planet Casamigo, whatever you're talking about, is, <laughs> is probably just, I, I may die. I don't know. There would be some, something would happen that would not be good. Uh, so I'm going to let you have that, and I'll just stick to the Tito's with the... Uh, I tell you... I tell you what's getting a lot of action on YouTube right now is your shirt. Everybody's freaking out that Pat's wearing a bad birdie shirt. Now, don't get it twisted. He definitely got it sent to him for free. He he did not pay for the shirt. Uh, I've had it for a while so, though. I've had it actually for over, over over a year and a half. I love this shirt. This is my. This is one. Of, it's a very comfortable shirt. Um, it's not something I would wear all the time, but it's I, I like it actually. And I'm coming off vacation. I feel like sort of. I'm just sort of still in vacay mode, so that that was just the, the reason for throwing it. Uh, commenter Kevin says El Pollo Loco just tweeted that they need their tablecloth back, Pat. <laughs> uh, and then our our buddy, who we're going to talk about in a minute, uh, is is going off on you too. He's also commenting on how good your hair looks. He said whatever hair product you're using, we, you guys need to get a. Oh no 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 no, no 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 no! I'm going to put the minute bowl finger wave up at you. No hair product for me. That has uh, never been a part of uh, the the uh, Pat Perry. Uh, it's just a routine. A, no, I'll tell you what the hair product is: is grease from his fingers because grease, he's constantly yeah. doing. There's he's constantly at, adjusting yeah. it all the time, yeah. and 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 it's a, a lot of blow drying. It's natural it's hair product, really. It's natural. Well, I'll tell you a product though that 
you know, is important for the folks to know, and that is because we believe here at the Tour Junkies in testicular safety. Um, we want we want our balls and the balls of our listeners protected. The last thing we want to hear about or or see is that we lose a listener to some sort of hospitalization or um, serious incident where they they nick or slice open their nutsack and. Um, so, you know, we've teamed up with, with Manscaped, which is, I got, I'm wearing the t-shirt right here, Manscaped, refining the gentleman, right? And you guys have probably heard of Manscaped, but, um, basically there's an epidemic. There's a lot of guys trimming their nuts with the same trimmer that they trim their beard with. And that just can't happen. You know what I mean? And that's so, probably unsanitary. I mean, it's like, would you, do you want pube hairs on your face? I mean, even if they're your own, do you want them on your face? No. no I'm not going to trim my mustache with the same beard trimmer that I trim, you know, my 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 my, my balls. You know what I mean? And so uh, we got to be careful. And so we've teamed up with Manscaped. They're they're doing great things for men these days. They're the number one grooming below the belt solution for men across the U.S. and it, it, precision engineered for your family jewels. Okay. Um, and so we're trying to get this thing better. They've got the lawnmower 2.0, and it has skin-safe technology, so the trimmer will not nick or possibly snag your balls. Which I don't know what would be worse. I feel like snagging your balls would be worse. Like something, like something have about Mary, like like Ben Stiller and something about Mary. That's a, that was yeah. that was a rough snag in that I, one. I'm envisioning like a tie in some sort of machine in a factory, like a snag on your on your on your your nut skin would just absolutely suck um so we're trying to alleviate manscaping accidents across the country and across the tour junkies listeners and so again if if you if you have a trimmer like me like see i've got this really nice beard you want it you want a second trimmer that's where the 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 lawnmower 2.0 comes in for manscape so that you don't have to touch your face with the same trimmer you touch your nuts if you're like pat Okay, and see how clean-shaven he is. Look at him. He's so clean-shaven. Maybe he shaves with a straight razor. That may be the Plow, which is another Manscaped product. It's a beautiful straight razor. But, see, Pat needs a, a trimmer for his nuts because he lets it get out of hand, and you can't see his little pee-pee when he, when he doesn't trim it back. So if you need to trim the hedges then, and you keep it and you use a straight razor on your face... You can get the Lawnmower 2.0 to take care of, of that area down there. And right now, promo code TOURJUNKIES gets you 20% off and free shipping. So get 20% off of free shipping with promo code TOURJUNKIES. Go to manscaped.com. 20% off, free shipping, manscaped.com. That is M-A-N-S-C-A-P-E-D.com. Promo code TOURJUNKIES. Really appreciate Manscaped. Protecting our the listeners' balls. I tell you what, we're saving the world one you know what? ad read at a time. Yeah. I mean, that is yeah. just good stuff. I tell you, I, I, we can't spend too much time with this. I don't I don't want the listeners to check out, but before, did your light just go out? What happened? Are you in the dark now? No. It just got really dark all of a sudden. Did it? I don't, I don't know. I changed the light earlier. I mean, I still Why see did it get dark? It did get dark. What happened? Yeah, yeah. Let me go, oh, let me go check on this. Hang on. All right, well, before we get into the course breakdown, um... We announced a we had a contest that's been going on the last few months. We asked some listeners to do some guerrilla marketing for us to to really get in there and get creative, spend some time, maybe even spend some money. And uh, it's been going on for a couple months now, and it has been extremely difficult to determine the winner of this contest. 
there were really three guys that separated themselves from the pack. That's better, Pat. Um, and and a couple, one of the guys set up a, a Facebook account, Kyle Sinehy. You guys need to check out Kyle's Facebook account. It's a it's a Tour Junkies fan page. Um, it's a private group, so we'll let you in. We're on there. We, we share some, some top-secret information in there sometimes. But he set that up, and that's been a great thing. We really appreciate Kyle doing that. So check it out. Um, and sometimes he hops in the YouTube feed, and he'll chat out the link. But um, you, can, you can join that. And Kyle you know, was one of the guys that we debated on giving it to. Our buddy Brian Rissmiller, who's a, a longtime Tour Junkie supporter, started an Instagram page, the Golby Fan Instagram page, and yes. this man has worked his balls off, speaking of balls, uh, for like a few months. He, we, we have had our Instagram account for like four years, and now, if you've, if you've seen it lately, it's been pretty hot. We, we've made a commitment to better content on Instagram, but in four years, we probably posted like 200 times in four years. Brian Rissmiller has posted like 1,300 posts in like three months. He's, he's worked really hard, and it's almost to 1,000 followers. So very cool of Brian. But we had to give it, we had to give it to a guy who just throughout the contest was creative. He, uh, he was dedicated. Um, he's from a little, little place called New Jersey, okay, which is also the site of this week's golf tournament at Liberty National. Um, He's a fireman, so we appreciate his service. First responder, great guy. Mr. Bill Brower is our winner of this contest. Now, Bill pulled out a lot of creative things, Pat. I don't know if you remember all of them, but no, he did. One of them included a, 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 a you know, temporary but a really large tattoo of Golby um, on his on his body. Uh, he he printed he paid him he paid for tour junkie stickers to be printed. And he literally went all over New Jersey and put these stickers everywhere, including golf courses, uh, golf carts. He went to private clubs that he wasn't a member of and stuck them on uh, people's members' parking signs in their like designated parking spot. Probably pissed a lot of people off. He went to a Trump golf course and put one on Donald Trump's locker. Like literally, sent us a picture of it on Donald Trump's locker. Um, he's gone to driving ranges and. Insert, he paid to have Tour Junkies logo printed golf balls and inserted them into the driving range golf balls. Got it in so the circulation, just like cash money. Got it in circulation. Yeah. Yeah. He put stickers all over the driving range. He just did a lot of creative things. Um, his buddies at the fire station made fun of him a lot. It was pretty cool. So I checked out for a minute. Did you mention winner. the tattoo? I did mention the tattoo. Okay, yeah. sorry. I'll check uh, that out. So Bill will be my member guest partner October 18th at Champions of Tree Golf Club. Thanks for that contest, and it was fun. I would probably never run it again because it was so hard to make a decision. Uh, it was really tough to – It was, uh, yeah. It was, it was tough. Um, but anyway, Bill is watching on YouTube right now, by the way, so shout-out, Bill. Thanks for all you do, buddy. He, he wants us to be quiet about the Donald Trump thing. He said Secret Service was watching, so we got to be careful about that. It was not Bill Brower. That's his fake name. We were. That's his... It was actually another guy. We would never use his real name. No. Um, all right, Pat. What do you say we get into this, man? It's the Northern Trust. This is a first playoff event of the FedEx Cup playoffs. Let's do it. Yeah. Uh, we're you're, getting you're to back the, in action. You we're getting good? to the course breakdown? Yeah. All righty. Okay, yeah. So, Northern Trust in Jersey City, New Jersey. We're at Liberty National this year. So, you might remember the last time we saw... Tour quality players at Liberty National was the President's Cup in 2017, which the U.S. dominated, of course. 
And as we mentioned, we got into a little President's Cup talk with Elkington. Um, but yeah, this is a par 71, plays 7,370 yards. You got bent grass greens. There are 122 players committed this week out of the 125 that qualified. Uh, you got a cut of top 70 in ties this week. Three par fives. Two are pretty gettable at, at uh, 538 and 563 yards. The eighth hole plays 611 yards, so that one is... Uh, uh, not not quite gettable for, for these guys, even the longest hitters. You also have an interesting drivable par 4 16th hole, which plays just at around 325. It played a little shorter than that for the President's Cup, um, so that'll be an interesting one. I think this is a ball striker's course, though. This is one of those courses that is, it's kind of sneaky hard. There was some talk at one time about this might even, you know, could even be maybe you know, U.S. Open style course one one of these days, but I, I just don't think it's going to be, you know, it's not that difficult. But the last time we, we were here, Adam Scott actually won at 13 under. Um, and, you know, we talk about him all the time as being a great ball striker, so I think that's definitely a premium. you got to hit fairways. Got to hit greens in the right spots. I did look a little bit at, at uh, stroke skin approach and proximity. Um, but I think one of the things a little different this week that you'll see is I, I just feel like the bombers are going to come into play a little bit more than than, than you might uh, think just because yeah I do like the ball strikers but I'm still looking at some bombers this week the greens are extremely quick uh, these bent grass greens um, you got to be good around these greens uh, with scrambling and on the greens so I did look at um, strokes game putting from a hundred you know looking at a hundred rounds out uh, I had a few drinks, by the way, during the Elk uh, <laughs> interview, <laughs> in case you don't know. Uh, and uh, so I did look at some strokes game putting for, for bent grass stats. I think that is important as well. So outside of that, I mentioned ball striking. I do like par 5 scoring this week. I like the form. You typically see just guys in good form do well in these playoff events, like Billy Horschel a few years ago when he won. Bryson DeChambeau last year just went nuts in the playoffs. So I think form is definitely something that is, is important this week. Um, speaking of Bryson, he did win this event last year, but on a different course. So there you go. That's the quick course breakdown. David, any thoughts for you on the course? Yeah, we, we nailed Bryson last year at 80-1 to 1 as a winner, by the way. Oh, you, you would um, remember that. I did remember that. Yeah, that was good stuff. No, I mean, I totally agree here. Um, I, I think you're right. I think ball strikers and, and maybe a slight edge to bombers. Uh, when I look at I didn't I didn't intentionally go that route, but when I look at the guys I have written down to talk about tonight, a lot of them fit that category. Um, so, yeah, I'm with you. It could get a little windy. It doesn't look like that's much to be in the weather forecast right now, but that's something to watch, pay attention to come Wednesday. And, honestly, I just think uh, – Shoot, man. I, I just think this is a – if you're playing DFS, this is, has a lot to do with ownership, right? Like 122 players, top 70 in ties make the cut. This has a lot to do with ownership. And, um, and I, do, I think I, I agree with that for sure. And I, a lot of the guys that I'll talk about tonight have – their ownership is uh, – it's, it's predicated behind ownership. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that's obviously something you got to check out later in the week. Um, the – for 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 betting purposes, you know, as usual, I like to start my ticket in the mid to long odds. So, 
that's kind of what I'm looking at. I just I think there's a ton of value, a lot of big names here. Um, so it'll be it'll be interesting to see. Uh, we've had a lot of triple digit winners here lately. I mean, JT Poston won last week at 100 to one. Um, so I think it could happen here. I mean, again, with with uh, even with the stacked field. I don't know. For DFS, I, think it, I think that goes away a little bit this week. I think a little. I, I think this is this is. Yeah, I'm when not you saying it's a playoffs, rule, but I do think there's some value down there. Yeah. No, I agree with the value part of it, but as far as like if, I mean. if you're betting outrights, I don't know if the long shots are going to start to hit as much as as they have been. Yeah, I just when we get to it, like I got a couple guys at like 300 to one, like 225, 140 to one in this field, and they're PGA Tour winners, and they're bombers, they're ball strikers, they're scorers. I don't know. I just I, I kind of feel like th- there's some value there. I, I just don't get a I don't get a rush out of betting a guy at 28 to one. So I'm just not going to do that. So anyway, let's get into it. Um, we we do finally have the rake free revolution though is now in place. Oh, it's happened. Draft. It's happened. It has happened. The rake free revolution is here. That's right. You can go to fantasy draft. Uh, com. Promo code tour junkies gets you a little a little bump, a little trial there. But now you can go to Fantasy Draft and play, and you don't pay any rake. So 100% of the entry fees go to the player pool and get distributed to the player pool. Uh, it's a pretty cool thing. Now, so what they've been able to do is uh, operate it based on monthly subscription cost. And, and I think, I don't have it in front of me, but it's like dirt cheap. If, you, if you're a smaller stakes player and you play up to like $1,000 in a month, it's like five bucks or seven bucks for the whole month to, to play up to a thousand dollars in contest. That is that is not anywhere close to what you would pay in rake on DraftKings playing a thousand dollars. Yeah. Like that, nowhere close. No. So if you go to fantasydraft.com, you can check it out. They've even got uh, we hear now, um, come week one of the NFL, they're gonna have a one million dollar feature GPP contest, which is a a good. That's a big step for fantasy draft. One so, million. Yeah, that, one million dollars. One million. Um, wow. Yeah. Um, okay. I, I'm probably gonna get. I'm gonna get that. suckered so, into that one. I'll, you oh, know. I'll be all up in that one. Yeah. Um. So the rake free revolution is here, folks. Go. Like I said, go to fantasydraft.com. They've got NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, PGA Tour, of course. The PGA Tour game is fun. You pick seven golfers. Uh, they drop the lowest scoring golfer out of every team in the contest. You can be a little more aggressive, I think. And the scoring is somewhat similar to DraftKings and on a hole-by-hole basis. So um, it's for new players. It's for, for veteran players. Fantasy Draft is, is an easy site, good app. Um, so you can check that out. And the rake-free revolution is finally here, Pat. It's finally here. Let's get into it, buddy. We're going to go to DraftKings because that's what, that's what a lot of people are on right now is DraftKings. And uh, we're going to talk about the 9K and above range, three tournament plays, a cash lock, and at least one fade, buddy. I will start, I guess. Okay, yeah, start. I was uh, Now, I didn't, talk about, I didn't talk about my stats, and I'm, I'm just not – I don't know. I'm just – I'm just not as dependent on the stats lately, and, I, and it's paying off. I was profitable last week. Um I mean, I'm looking at stats. I'm just not weighing it super heavy. Um, but here's here's what I got. So are you looking at I'm more going, at form or what? I mean, if you're not looking at the yeah, stats, yeah. then what are you looking at? I mean, for, in terms of DFS, form and ownership. Like, that's what I'm looking at. Form and ownership. Um, obviously, I'm not really weighing. I, like, I think it's 
kind of crazy to look at the President's Cup or 2013. Like, I, I don't care yeah, to go that, that far back. Yeah, I really I don't. I think it's overkill. I don't think it's worth looking at. So it's a clean slate as far as I'm concerned with Liberty National in terms of the venue and the course. Uh, I just so, said so that, ownership. and I do have one President's Cup take with one player, but that's it. So, anyway, go ahead. I mean, it can't hurt. I just don't think it's, I don't think it's worth looking at. Um, now, I did look at stats. I looked at ball striking stats. I mean, I think you've got to be in the fairway here. I think you've got to hit greens in regulation here. So, of course, like everything else, I mean, I, I, like, like every other tournament, I'm looking at opportunities gained, um, strokes gained approach, greens in regulation, and then, like you, I'm looking at strokes game putting on bent grass. Like, I have been doing that lately. It's putting a, a, a you know, the, the the putting surface in the last hundred rounds, taking that large sample size, like yeah. you mentioned. I've been doing that too, and it's, it's been helpful. That. It has really yeah, been I, helpful. I like it. Yeah. So, uh, now that being said, neither one of my guys in in this first range really uh, checked the box in strokes game putting on bent grass, but um, <laughs> okay. a lot of a lot of the top, a lot of the guys in the nine K don't though. I mean, there's a few, but. Anyway, all right, I'm going to go John Rahm at 10-4. I just freaking, the value at 10-4 is so good with his upside, um, ball striking ability, and he's actually my best player in this range in strokes game putting on bent grass. He's 21st in this field in the last 100 rounds. Um, so, I, you know, I think Rahm's a no-brainer, 7th place at the WGC, 11th at the Open. Uh, won the Irish Open a couple weeks before that. The form is just as, as good as it gets right now. Uh, I'm going Justin Thomas right below him at 10,000. Uh, 12th at the WGC, 11th at the Open. Putting's been a little bit of a wreck lately. Um, it just has been. Strokes gain approach, he's third in this field. I, I, am, I am banking on a couple things. I think JT will be a little bit lower owned than, than Rom. Um so I'm banking on that, and I'm banking on the putter coming around for Justin Thomas. If the putter comes around, I think he's I think he's as good as anybody in this field, uh, and I think he's itching for a win. So I'm going with Justin Thomas, and then I, I I can't quit him with the value and the ball striking prowess of Mr. Patrick Cantlay at 9200. Uh, I'm not gonna avoid him at 9200. Um, when it comes down to it, I just I freaking love him. I gotta say too, I like a studs and duds approach here. There's some when we get in the six K range, there's a couple of six K players I really like on DraftKings. And it actually will take me out of the seven K spot. I like the the eight K and above and then the six K and below. I think in terms of tournaments on DraftKings, that's probably where I'm gonna go. And even maybe so in cash with a greater percentage of the cut of the field making the cut. So I'm going John Rahm in cash. And I'm going to fade Brooks for the price, $12,000, which is a high price, even for you know, the highest price player. If, when a guy creeps up, at, up to 12K on DraftKings, that gets pretty stiff. And despite me liking some guys in the 6K, in a field this strong with this much competition, Matt, it's just, it's just Brooks, it's just an auto fade at 12000 I don't care what his name is. I don't care what his name is. It's an auto fade. If you want a bonus fade, uh, I also think DJ is broken right now. Something is up with DJ. He's not fully there. The swing's off. Something's not quite there. Third highest priced guy in this field. I'll I'll happily fade DJ as well. Wow. Okay, so this is going to... I feel like this... I knew this was going to... I think this whole show is going to be... We're going to have a lot of disagreement. I'm just going to go ahead and say that. Um, but I do I, I do agree with Brooks. I mean, and, and I had a little saying here. No way 12K. 
I'm not paying. Tw- I like that. <laughs> no way, 12k. That's, not that's doing the most creative synapse fired in your brain in a long time. Not doing that for Brooks, but I will say I had a 1a, which was Brooks, and a 1b is my fade, and actually it's Matt Kuchar at 9,000. I know a lot of people want to, pl- or sorry, 9,100. I know a lot of people want to play him, but he look at his form. It's not really that good. You know, 43rd. It's not, it's not outstanding. It's, it's just not. So, and I think everybody loves to play Cooch. So if you want more of a bold fade than uh, a Brooks Kepka, I think Cooch is, uh, is worth looking at in the fade territory there. And we always see him so high owned um, in general. So I think that's going to be interesting. But he was actually... Uh, He's about 15% owned at the WGC St. Jude. But other than that, that was probably the lowest he's been owned all year. Um, So anyway, I think Cooch is interesting as a fade as well. Um, But I'm going to start with my favorite play, and that is actually DJ. And here's the thing. Look, we're getting him at 10-7 for once. He's the third. You just said the third highest priced guy. Okay, so yeah, but he's never the third highest priced guy ever. And almost like... You don't typically yes. see that. I, pretty much most events you've seen him in the is is one two basically the last. I, I could be wrong, but whatever. And and look, he's he's yeah he's he hasn't played great, but when you look at his ownership, I mean he was he was twelve uh, percent owned at the WGC. He was nine percent owned at the Open Championship. He's gonna be lower owned this this week, and you talked about ownership as being one of the things that you like to look at. I think you're gonna get that from DJ this week. I, I think when you look at his form and everything else, but he still is DJ, and he checks. But he's sixth in the field in ball striking. He's twentieth in the field in strokes gained putting on bent grass. Uh, when you look at the last hundred rounds, so I feel like DJ at ten seven is actually a, a pretty good GPP play. So I will take him in GPPs. You, look, you, you mentioned you know the fields are getting condensed. It, you have to take a little bit more, I mean, not quite, but a little bit more of a, uh, a WGC event type thing where you've got to have you got to have the winners. You've got to have a lot of upside with your guys. I think DJ provides that, so I'm I'm in on him at 10-7. Also in on Ricky Fowler actually at 9300. Checks a box in ball striking, scrambling, proximity. He's third in the field in strokes game putting on bent grass greens. So at 9,300, he's another guy that I think you're going to get some good ownership leverage as well. The last GPP play that I'm going to play is Tiger Woods at 9,000. I like him at that price. Look, I don't care what we saw at the Open Championship. I don't care what Steve Elkington just said about him whatever, 30 minutes ago. I don't care about any of that. You look at his stats, he's still a ball-striking machine. I mean, he's 16 in the field in ball-striking. He's fifth in strokes gained approach. We know he always puts well in bent grass greens. If he just is rested and comfortable, which I think he can be on this course. He's actually finished second here, I believe, twice that they've played tournaments on this course. Um, so he's played well in the past here. So I like Tiger Woods at 9,000, and we're never his ownership this year is low. It's just it's never over 10%. It's not going to be over 10%. It's going to be low again this week. So I do like some Tiger at 9,000. I'm with you on Cantlay. He's actually my cash play at 9,200. He's just an automatic. I mean, the guy's just automatic every week. I love him. Um, so there you go. My, my three GPPs are DJ, Ricky, and Tiger. Cash is Cantlay. Brooks is my fade with Cooch is my 1B fade. So there you go. 
uh, I'll, I appreciate the bold call on Tiger. I think it's worth a, a shot. I'm not going to argue with you too much there just because of ownership. Um, but the, the, the DJ thing, I mean, if you look since the PGA, which was in May, where he finished runner-up, a 20th, 35th, miscut, 51st, and 20th. It's just his, his, uh, his iron play has not been super good. Um, he's lost strokes two out of his last three events off the tee, which is absurd. That's borderline unheard of for DJ. Um, I just I feel like again, third highest priced guy. You need more than a top twenty. You need no, more you, than a you top, need you need more than a top. And I agree. You need but, a top ten. But I minimum. think if you're looking at fan share or whatever else, and you're looking at ownership, and he's sitting there under ten percent or something like like with what we saw. At, you know he was 12 at the WGC, which is and, and nine at, at the Open Championship. You're seeing him less than 10. percent I mean, I just don't see. I, I feel like for a tournament, that's worth a shot. That that's worth playing for a guy like DJ. I mean, freaking DJ. Okay. okay. Um, let's let's move along. Let's move along to the 8K and above category. Um, this is an interesting one. I've got a few names here that I kind of like, but I'm, I'm going to go... Ah, this is so tough. I, I'm going to go... Oh, i got to make a decision. All right, I'm going to give you one that I know I'm going to play, and this is a tournament play all day. I'm going to go with Jason Day. Mm. I'm going to go with Jason Day. I'll, Are I'll you like, freaking like, kidding me? I'm, Where I'm is not, this coming? I do not. I did not see that coming out of your mouth. Jason Day coming no. out of your mouth was just. I, I don't understand how this is getting. This is getting raunchy. Uh, well, he's number one in strokes gained putting on bent grass over the last hundred rounds. He's number two in greens and regulation over the last twelve rounds. The iron plays there. If he can just keep it in play off the tee. At $8,200 to get a player like J-Day, I love it. I also noticed a, um, I noticed a line on mybookie.ag tonight that had Jason Day minus 125 to beat Bryson DeChambeau, which we know my thoughts on him. And Day is $400 less than DeChambeau, and he's got a minus 125 number, implied odds of 55.5% to win that matchup, um, which I love that. I love the value there that you get at 8200 on DK for Jason Day. So I'm going to roll with him. My, uh, my my really tough call is to play one of three guys. So I'm, I'm going to give you I'm going to give you another tournament play that I think has found a little form and he doesn't check a lot of boxes, but it's Tony Finau. He, he's he's not checking boxes because it just it hasn't been working for Finau up until the last couple of weeks. But I like where the game is at. Finished third at the Open Championship. I think he can take advantage of the par fives here. He's even money on my bookie to beat Matt Kuchar. Even money to beat Cooch. And he's freaking, what? What is he like? He's like $800 less than, than Kuchar on DraftKings. So I think I think there's some value there with Finau as well. Because I, I can't decide, I'm going to go with, with Xander Schauffele uh, in cash. That's my cash play. I love Xander here. But I'm also good to roll with him in, in tournaments. Uh, and then my fade is easily Jordan Spieth. I'm taking the easy way out. It is Jordan Spieth. I don't care how freaking cheap he is at 8000 He is a daggum train wreck. Uh, the guy can't do anything well right now. I'm out. I agree with you there. I mean, that's it's kind of an easy fade. But 
And I, I, a bonus fade, a guy who's in tremendous form, I'm going to go out on a limb and say Patrick Reed. The okay, guy well, has that's, played that's... eight of nine events. Eight of nine events. Now, I know we have skinny Patrick. We got Patrick Light. He's lost some LBs. But that's, that's a lot of golf. That's Sung JM territory. Now, he's playing well. But I think if there's a time to hop off the Reed train right now, you, you, you jump off and see what happens. In a, in a super strong field, I think you jump off and see what happens with Patrick Reed. Okay, so, so well, you I'll, since you're, you've already talked about them and we need, to, we need to keep this crisp tonight since you've talked about Reed, he actually is a GPP play that I like at 8,100. I mean, I think, uh-huh. look, you look at the form, you look at uh, the ball striking, mm-hmm. you look at you know, it's all good. scrambling, Strokes gain approach. He's third in the field in par five scoring. I mean, everything looks good for him. So I'm just going to keep running with him. I, I mean, I I get it with the uh, the strokes the strokes uh, bled grinding stat that you're you're kind of bringing up here. Um, yep. But I'm I'm going to roll with some reads still. I think you just you just keep going with him. So he was actually one of my GPP plays. Um, you mentioned Finau. I had actually, so I, I had Finau written down where I put Reed, and I scratched out Finau, and then I put Reed. So I like that play. I like the Finau play. Okay. I think the stats don't really show up for him, but I, I like his form. I think this is a good course for him, so I, I do agree with that. Um, I, I'm going to start with, though, Hideki at 8,400. Um, I, I just think that, you know, he's coming off, I mean, look, the form isn't, when you look at it, he missed the cut last week, T43 at the WGC, missed the cut at the Open, uh, so I think he's obviously going to have lower ownership. Um, you know, the, you know, before the Open, he did finish top 10 at the 3M, um, and you've loved him all year and whatever else, but I just think we're going to get a little bit lower ownership this week from him, and I think it's just right for the picking. You know, it's just it's that apple sitting there on the tree, and it's just ready to be picked at the right time after a missed cut. Mm. Doesn't have any bruises on it or anything. Well, it has a lot of bruises on it, but I think they're going to like develop into a. It's going to develop into a good apple. Um, so I'm I'm on Hideki this week, and he's checking boxes. I mean. 12th in the field in ball striking, 8th strokes gained approach, 12th in proximity, 16th in strokes gained par 5. So other than form, which is not great, I agree, but if I'm going to get a lower-owned Hideki at 8,400, I like playing him there. So there you go. I like him. Uh, as far as a fade for me, I'm actually going to fade Xander Schauffele. And look, everybody loves Xander. He's at 8,900, but he's not really checking any boxes for me. 45th in ball striking, 77th in driving accuracy, 85th in approach. He hasn't really played when you look at, um, you know, his his recent form. It hasn't been, you know, that great. I mean, yeah, he was T27, the WGC in a 60-man, you know, field. He was 41st at the Open. It's just, I don't know. I don't like, I I just, I think Xander is going to get too much attention this week, so I don't like him. Um, so he will be my fade. My cash play, this may surprise you, but this guy is just Mr. Automatic, and that is Colin Morikawa at 80. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me at all. Just at 8,500. He was the other one that I couldn't decide between. I, I'm in on Morikawa. Yeah, I mean, I he's agree. just been solid. And, and look, I know I, you know I had the tweet out when they played in their first event. Well, it wasn't him, actually. It was his second event, but it was... 
Hovland and Wolf and all those first event, and I said, hey, back off for that event. By the way, I'm going to clarify, for that event, I didn't say <laughs> that it was for the rest of their careers, uh, and I was right. Because they were they were too high owned and they like half of them missed the cut in their first event or they MBF'd or whatever. Sure, but they've sure. won since then. And let me tell you what, these guys Wolf. are all studs. Hovland, Wolf, Morikawa, just freaking studs. And I love Morikawa yep. and Cash. So there you go. All right, let's move quickly here. I gotta say I, do, I am gonna hedge because now we're getting into my betting card on mybookie.ag. Uh, I got a little, yeah. I mentioned that you get a nice value from Jason Day when you look at odds on my bookie, but I am going to bet Bryson DeChambeau outright at 50 to 1 on my bookie. Did win this event last year, and I know it's not at the same golf golf course, but I think he's going to be up for this event. We saw him flash him form at the 3M a couple weeks ago. Um, so I am going to start my ticket there with Bryson at 50 to 1. The. Three tournament plays that I'm going to give you here in the 7K range are also all three on my betting card as well. Uh, I'm going to get on the Sung JM train again this week. The kid ah, is ball the striking. Chalk, the chalk bomb? Yeah, the chalk bomb. Yeah, he, uh, he's freaking good. And he's making a lot of birdies. Um, and I think he could win this event. At 90-1, to 1, I like the number. As good as he's playing right now, there's not a real course history advantage here, so that levels the playing field somewhat. There's there's arguably not a whole lot of guys that come in in better form. It's just a matter of can the young guy, you know, get up for this event and beat a bunch of big names. So I'm gonna go with Sung J M at ninety to one. I'm gonna go with Charles Howell the third as a tournament play. He's playing very well right now. I think he's motivated. He's a hundred to one. I love that number uh, as a guy who's won in the last calendar year. And who's contended at big events? I'm going with Joaquin Neiman at uh, 100 to one, and as a tournament play, love a lot like Sung JM. Young guys haven't won on tour, but are in incredible form, ball striking to death right now. And I don't care what their ownership is; those three, I really, really like. Um, and I'm going to go with CH3 in cash. Um, he's my cash play, and I'm going to give you my two fades. Byung Hun An is going to be a fade because. There is not a player in this field who you are going to get burned by, maybe other than like a Keegan Bradley. When when Byung Hun An has a fantastic week and he almost wins, which he just about did, and now everybody's going to jump on Byung Hun An, he will turn around and stab you right up it right up your butthole. Like he is going to he is going to destroy you this week. That that is my hot take. <laughs> I bet he doesn't finish better than 50th. It is just that is what's going to happen. I don't care how good he looked. This past week, Byung Hun An is a killer in terms of just DFS predictability. It's just it's it's a no brainer. So he's I'm not worse than no. He's, he's not worse than Siwoo Kim though, who ha- happened to help me last week. He's, he's in the same vein. I just know that if you play Byung Hun An, he is going to piss you off. You heard it here first. I'm just telling you. And then I'm going to fade Gary Woodland. You know, I, I just the form has been off since the U.S. Open victory. It's just not been great. And I love Gary Woodland. But the form's been off. You know, he's been away with the fam. Uh, congrats to him for the twins. That's amazing. Maybe the baby swag kicks in. Maybe it doesn't. But Tour junk- this is all. Tour junkies. We, 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 had the, we, talked about, we talked about the nappy factor from the, the beginning of the Tour Junkies days. And now, mm-hmm. and, now, mm-hmm. and now DB's just totally off of it. 
totally get off away the, from our roots. Getting away from his roots because Gary Woodland at 7,800 is my top play in this range. Ugh. I mean, baby nappy factor is the I mean, that's like you don't need any other reasons. It's, it's the nappy factor. You know, you got all these pressures off. Well, I'm sure he's not sleeping and whatever else. But, you know, look, the guys, they're not on the road with him. Yeah, I don't care. This is Gary Woodland is a great play at seventy eight hundred. I mean, you, you got to play him. So I, I just I can't I cannot believe that you're getting away from the tour junkies roots of the nappy factor uh, and all that kind of stuff. But whatever. I'm yeah. trying to be objective. I'm trying to be objective here. I mean, as as noted by my Young Hun and breakdown. Yeah, I'm good. I I do like CH three though in cash. I'm definitely with you there. I mean. You know, he's the tour ATM. The guy's just been solid. Also like some Scott Piercy as a GPP play um, at 7,300. He's made 18 of 21 cuts this year. Great ball striker, scrambler, checks a box and approach, also in par 5 scoring. So I like Scott Piercy as a, as a good good uh, GPP play. Um, another young kid. I'm going to bring him up. Matthew Wolf. Just been... You know, so I solid. It. I mean, I, I love the play. He's in great form. He's going to kill these par fives. I mean, he's absolutely going to – I mean, they're they're basically par fours for him. Um, checks a box and approach, so I like some Matthew Wolf as well. As far as fades for me, I'm going to fade some Rafa Cabrera Bello at 7,700. Look, the guy's just up and down every single week. You never know what you're going to get. You look at the stats, he's 82nd in ball striking. He is 106th in proximity, 71st in strokes gained par fives. I just, I just don't like some Rafa Cabrera Bello, and I know everybody. He just seems to be that player that, in certain events, you get a lot of ownership on, and I think you may get that this week. But um, not a big fan of his. And then Sergio at 7,400. Um, he's another top player in the world, a big name. Everybody wants to play some Sergio. Uh, you know, you get him cheap, seventy four hundred, but he's just not—he's not in great form. Um, seventy four hundred. You sounded really red. Now. I did. I did actually. You look at the stats, though. I mean, not checking, and he's typically a good ball striker. You—you you would typically think Sergio would be top ten in ball striking in the field, but he's thirty ninth. He's seventy fourth in driving accuracy, ninety first around the green, seventy fourth in approach, ninety sixth in proximity. I just I don't I don't think you look at Garcia at all this week at seventy four hundred. So he'll be my other fade there. All right, six uh, K range. A couple guys I like. I'm also gonna put some wagers on. Um, I like Ryan Palmer. He's a hundred and forty to one tour winner. Been playing. He's a hundred and forty to one. He's a hundred. That sounded kind of redneck uh, too. <laughs> tour tour winner playing well. Uh, scores well on par fives. I like him. Um, I like Corey Connors, Harold Varner the third. Couple ball strikers. HV three just can't put four together. If he can put four together, he's there. He can do it. Uh, Connors one of the best approach games in in golf right now, uh, and playing playing pretty well too. Had a, had a good uh, a, a good week this past week, uh, and both of those guys are at three hundred to one. I'm just saying, like you, you know me, man. I love I love the long shots. I, I just in a 122 man event. Corey Connors won on the PGA Tour earlier this year, at 300 to one. A little half unit, a little half uni, on on these boys to to hit you a big number. Like I just think 
it's possible. I know DJ and Brooks and Rory and all these guys are playing, but I'm just telling you, I, I, uh, I'd be really pissed if I missed out on, on top-quality players who have proven they can win on tour, who are playing well right now. If you think they can't put four good days together and beat the best players in the world, you're wrong. Like, any of these guys could. And so I think I think 300 to 1 is a rather tasty number. And then finally, another guy that I like in DFS as well. So uh, it would be Keith Mitchell at 225 to 1. Just watched his roommate and one of his good buddies, JT Poston, win. Keith won at the Honda, which is a good field. 225 to 1 is a big number for a guy who's a good ball striker, who can score on par fives, hits it a long way, prefers bent grass and Bermuda over POA surfaces. I. I I love Palmer, HV3, Connors, and Mitchell in DFS. Uh, I'm going to have a good bit of those guys and my boys in the in the 7K to pair up with some of those higher price guys in, in tournaments. So there you go. That's it for me. All right. Well, I'll give you two quick guys. And, and this, again, when you get down into this range, the 6K range, I, I do think you, you start to throw out the stats a little bit more and just go with the form. And I like a guy like Bud Colley. It's 6,800. You look at his God, last... you always like Bud Collins. Yeah, but oh. you look at his last... Are you guys, like, separated at birth? What is it with you and Bud Collins? Probably. Collie? You guys are, like... If, if you are, can you get him on the damn show or something? I'll like, see what I can have, do. We need to have Bud Collie on the show so I can tell him how many freaking weeks out of the year you pick him. Well, he seems like a fun guy, but I'm picking him for a good reason. I mean, you look at his last three tour events. He was T34 at the 3M Open. He was T18 at the John Deere Classic. T22 last week. He's gained 17 and a half strokes on his last three events that he's played in. You're getting that kind of guy at 6,800. I, I love that. So I, I do. I think he is a good play this week. And then another guy a little bit cheaper down in that 6,400 range is Roger Sloan. I mean, just every week the guy's just been extremely solid. He was t- T15 at the 3M, T10 at the John Deere Classic. Top 40 last week at the Wyndham. I think 6,400 for Roger Sloan is, is you know, it's just, it's definitely worth a shot. I mean, we're talking tournament plays right here. We're not talking cash. I like it. So, there you go. Those are my two favorite plays here in the 6K range. Roger Sloan's a bold call in this field, buddy. But, you know, Godspeed. Um, all right, that's the picks. Um, we're not going to do Chunk and Run tonight because we had Elk on the show he gave us plenty of good controversial content, so no chunk and run tonight. We'll, we'll probably be back with that next week. Um, Pat, any any final thoughts? Any closing thoughts for the people? Well, we still got to give our one and dones, even though this it's like probably meaningless at this point. I don't even care. Uh, why are we doing this right now? Neither neither one of us are in the one and I now I am in contention for the GC Cup um in the nicholas division so i I got a big week there but i don't even care about one and done i think i've got i'm I'm done i I may have an outside chance in one and take roger sloan in one i'm gonna go with roger sloan no i'm going with charles howell because i uh i still have him which is absolutely amazing to me that he's actually still available to me (laughs) so i'm gonna go with charles howell i don't think anybody else cares but if they do that's who i'm going with um Definitely check out the the portion with Steve Elkington, and if you haven't, you don't have time. Join us on SG Tour. We don't do a listener league every week. We're gonna try this out with SG Tour. It's a slightly different game. Uh, it's an interesting game. There's some interesting content on there you can't get anywhere else. So 
Uh, check out SG Tour. Download the app. Look in the uh, hit us up on Twitter, or Instagram, or whatever if you have any questions or you need our link to our public contest. First 125 listeners get in. First 125 listeners get in. Play um, against me, Pat, and Steve Elkington, and maybe some other tour players. I don't know. Yeah. Anything else, bud? You good? No, I'm good. Getting lubed up. Let's go. Let's head over to DraftKings YouTube and film. Uh, TJ After Dark, and uh, let's get Liddy with it. I think we're ready to go. I think that's going to be a good show. Yeah, looking forward to it. And uh, great to be back. Good to have you back this week. Yeah, great yeah. to be back with you, DB. You're you're a great guy. I love you. <laughs> this is going to be good. TJ After Dark <laughs> going to be awesome. Thanks for listening. May your screens be green. See ya. <laughs>